I don't need help. I'm not in an abusive relationship. This is just how it is for us. It's a lie we tell ourselves, one that many in abusive relationships repeat until they believe it. But there's hope. Welcome to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship, a podcast about surviving domestic and sexual violence. This show is about hope. You will hear from survivors of abuse, and their stories may sound familiar. They may even inspire hope. Our goal is to connect with others in these toxic relationships to offer that hope, and with supporters of our mission, anyone willing to help get rid of abuse in our culture. We also talk with the experts in the field, from the officers on the front lines of domestic abuse calls to the therapists and advocates helping survivors navigate this complicated road of recovery. If you're in need of help, please visit our website or call our 24-7 hotline, 800-828-2023. And if this is an emergency and you need help immediately, please call 911. Welcome to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship with your host, Claudia Pauls. Welcome to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship. Elizabeth Alderson is with us here once again. Welcome, Elizabeth. We're always very happy to talk with you. You have such great information. Um, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Kind of sad that we have to have a month like that, but very good for letting people know about domestic violence and how they can help prevent what's going on. Yeah, it's very needed and very important that we're able to um, have this year or have this month every year um, to kind of recognize and remember those affected by domestic violence in our communities all across the nation. So how did this start? What, what is the history of Domestic Violence Awareness Month? Um, so Domestic Violence Awareness Month did not start as Domestic Violence Awareness Month. It actually started um, as the Day of Unity and it was it was first the day of unity was first held in October 1981 and it was conceived by the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence and it was their intent to connect advocates across the nation who were working to end violence against women and their children and the day of unity soon became an entire week so it started as a day and it turned into a week um, devoted to a range of opportunities um, collo- collect or connecting the local the state and the na- the nation agencies that were working together um, with survivors and the work that they were doing and so it's very varied even in the early days but they really had three main themes Um, they wanted to mourn those who had died to domestic violence they wanted to celebrate those who survived and they wanted to connect those working in the field to end domestic violence those were the three core main goals of the day of unity which turned into the week which turned into the month and so it was in October of 1986 Seven, that the first Domestic Violence Awareness Month was recognized. So it only took six years. There you go. That is great <laughs> for a and, national level thing right. to go from a day to a month. That's great progress. Six no years. Kidding. And hopefully we're making some progress with preventing domestic violence as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. And so every year, um, the U.S. Congress has passed a public law recognizing October as Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And then typically states follow that as well. And so um, t- typically the Congress will um, do it first and pass it and say, we're going to recognize October this year, 2019, as dom- officially domestic Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and then usually the different states will kind of come out with their letters of support. You know, it comes, you know, I see it every year for the state of Michigan on our fancy state of Michigan letterhead, and mm-hmm. so we usually share that in email blasts and that kind of stuff, because it's really important to have every year 
kind of our nation's leaders and our state leaders saying, yes, we still recognize this. This is still important to us. We're still thinking about it. And so that's really wonderful. And I think what's really cool is they haven't lost the Day of Unity. So they still they still celebrate and recognize the Day of Unity. Oh, that's great. As the first Monday of October. And wow. so I don't know of a lot of places like that do anything on that specific day too much, but they recognize it in the month of like their month long campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of places do is like, this is our Day of Unity. And as our like, you know, kind of like our mother, this is kind of like where this all came from. So that's kind of right. cool. That is cool. Very cool. Um, how are people just regular people going to know that it is Domestic Violence Prevention Month? Yeah. So um, at Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services, we do a lot of different stuff. Um, We'll send out um, emails even starting now. Um, You know, so we're recording this in early September. But as of August, you know, 2019, we were going to meetings in our local communities and we were telling them about the events we have planned for October. You know, we started sending email blasts, letting them know the different events we were going to have. We've planned them well in advance, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that really kind of starts to speed up in September. We start talking more about it at events. We start um, sharing more posters and flyers through email, through our Facebook pages, um, through our staff. Our staff will go to local businesses and hang up flyers. And so we kind of try to try to do it all edge our local radio station will invite us to come in and kind of talk about it there and so we really try to hit people from every angle you know not everybody's right. online so we got to use the radio and so not everybody listens to the radio so you got to use online you try to hit all those those different generations <laughs> so if, I, if i were an employer and i wanted to have some information for my employees would i be able to do that yeah, you could um, you could go to our website, and um, sometimes we have the flyers on there, so you just have to download them and print them. Oh, great. Um, we have email blasts that go out through the communities, and so usually the flyers are attached to that. Mm-hmm. We always have flyers available at our administrative office. Um, they can call our 1-800 number, um, 1-800-828-2023, and get connected with somebody who would come out to the business and bring flyers or set up a time and place to meet that they could pick up flyers. That would be great. Yeah. So we try to, you know, invite everybody and really hit all the different areas that we can. Mm -hmm. And I know you have some specific events that will be happening in October. Yes. And so um, to hit that point of mourning those who have died to domestic violence, we want to remember their name. And remember that Remember My Name was a campaign that happened um, several years ago as a theme of Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And so since we serve um, multiple communities, we try to have multiple vigils to kind of have people that don't have to travel as far to mm-hmm. go. And so in Cass County, Michigan, on Tuesday, October 8th, at seven o'clock, we will hold our candlelit vigil. vigil. Um, the theme is to shine a light on domestic violence. And that'll be held at the Cass, um, Cassopolis District Library. Um, so it's in the village of Cassopolis. Um, so that'll be there. And then on the next Tuesday, October 15th, we will hold our vigil in St. Joseph County, Michigan, at the St. Joseph County Courthouse mm-hmm. at seven o'clock as well. Um, so those are the vigils, the remembering the names of the people that have passed away. We also invite keynote speakers from the community, people that not only support our agency, but support the survivors that we work with. That's huge and important to us. Well, who, who supports us in the community? And so bringing them. Um, and then we do an amazing event that kind of 
came about because of a past theme that we had for Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So many years ago, we had a theme called Behind the Mask, representing that survivors wear a mask when they go out to the community. What we see when we look at a survivor isn't what they are inside. They're wearing this mask to kind of blend into society. They let you see what they want you to see. Exactly. And so from that theme, we developed what is a fundraiser, and it's a masquerade ball. And so this is our fourth year doing it. Um, The theme is Old Hollywood Gala. Oh, wow. Yes, it's amazing. So um, people dress up all fancy. They have these beautiful ornate masks some people make their own masks some people buy them and they are beautiful um and then we just it's like a fancy halloween party for Mm -hmm. adults it's so much fun um and so people dress up and they wear masks and they come and they purchase a ticket and so that's the fundraiser for us um and we have so many different activities there there's usually some dancing and music and some different games going on silent auctions we do a contest for best dressed oh so, like, we do, like, a best-dressed female and a best-dressed male and a best-dressed couple um, and then give them awards and stuff like that. Some of the activities have prizes, like, if they win the game or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just a great time to kind of come out and, you know, tie in that theme and then also remember that, like, yes, there's still work to be done. So let's support the w- yeah, support work of these a communities. Worthy cause, absolutely. Yeah. When is the ball? So the ball is Saturday, October 19th. And it'll be held in Sturgis, Michigan. And at a particular place, or how can people get tickets? Yeah, um, they can get tickets by contacting our agency. Um, so they can go to our website and purchase the tickets. Um, so our website is dasasmi.org, and then go online and just purchase them right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's going to be held um, late in Sturgis, Michigan, at the Sturgis Young Auditorium. Which is a very nice place to have something Beautiful. like that. Yeah, kind of fancy. It is very fancy. Yeah, and so we've uh, we've had the vigil. This will be the fourth vid- or the fourth mask, and it's our third location. So we're trying to move oh, it around, right, right. involve different communities, mm-hmm. and kind of yeah, basically it's like a tour of our communities and what they have to really offer. And then you know we're hitting different people in different locations, sure. and That's so great. it's it's a wonderful night. It's probably. Um, one of the one of the coolest things to have been a part of to see it go from um, actually our executive director Rose it was her idea and so to have been able to join her um, in my past life as a board member and watch this baby of a dream of hers and now four years later to see what it's grown into is mm-hmm. super cool it's so cool it's so cool very good great yeah. well, we hope uh, lots of folks will be joining us there that evening yeah and then at the national level we always uh, join um, the national um, purple Thursday and so that's October 24th and so it's just a day to wear purple use the hashtag purple Thursday um, and we always ask people to post them on our Facebook page so that we can share them with people it's kind of like the you know go purple for domestic violence mm-hmm. and so that's always fun and cool and the national level of domestic violence in this in the u.s does that and so we kind of just you know jump on their bandwagon kind of see all the people that go purple and in april you know they go teal and so it's right co- it's cool to see it right right very good and then um the last thing that we're doing is um the last tuesday of october um october 29th from 8 a.m till noon we're hosting a domestic violence um community forum And so we are going to be um, talking about domestic violence and the co-occurring traumas that happen. And so specifically, we're going to talk about domestic violence and how that affects people. 
um, the historical trauma of domestic violence and how that affects generations, Mm -hmm. Um, domestic violence and poverty and how those really affect each other and go hand in hand, and then domestic violence and the effects of mental health and mental illness and substance use and substance use disorders. Wow. Yes. And, and where will this be held? That will be at Glen Oaks Community College, which is in Centerville, um, Michigan. And so that is a totally free event um, from 8 to noon. And so they can show up at Glen Oaks. Um, they can register on Eventbrite, um, and they can go to our Facebook page um, for the link to Eventbrite. Okay. Well, it sounds like October is going to be uh, probably the busiest month that DASIS uh, has, at least out in the community. So we're going to get a chance to really see what DASIS does and mm-hmm. and an opportunity to support all the programs that are happening as well. Mm-hmm. So thank you, thank you, Elizabeth, for joining us and giving us all this great information. And we hope to see everybody at one or more than one of our events. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to I'm Not In an Abusive Relationship. If these stories resonate with you and you need help, please visit our website, dasasmi.org. That's dasasmi.org. Or call our hotline at 800-828-2023. We are here to walk alongside you. Now, if you know someone who might benefit from our show, please share it. Social media, email, simply telling someone about it, all help us spread the word and help us to combat domestic and sexual violence. We also welcome financial and volunteer support. That information is on our website. Thank you to the staff, volunteers, and board of directors at Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services. This podcast is produced with the help of a committee of dedicated advocates. Thank you to WBET Radio in Sturgis, Michigan for the use of their studio. This has been a podcast about surviving domestic and sexual violence and a production of Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services of Michigan.